Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hang on to your balls. It's time for the Horror Hangout Podcast. Welcome to the Horror Hangout Podcast, where two bearded film fans watch the 50 best horror movies ever and talk about them. My name is Luke Condor with a K, and I'm joined by... Ben Errington. How's it going, Ben? You alright? I'm good. How are you, Luke? Not too bad. Uh, you might hear some... Um... Like crunching sounds in the background. It's my cat. He's eating some food, and it's not. It's not like a. It's not a witch in in the woods at night. Oh, oh, yeah. Just, oh, yeah. That would have been interesting if you set up some uh, sound effects, atmospheric sounds to go <laughs> yeah. off at random intervals around your room. Yeah, that would be uh, it's creepy. Just, uh, I've directed Oscar to get noshing on that cat food just for the just for this uh <laughs> just for that sound effect. Little padded feet going around the room. <laughs> what is that? What is that? You might hear like a little girl like laughing and screaming, but it's cat upstairs putting a voice on. <laughs> okay, I'm okay. glad. Yeah. I'm glad to know. Okay, so uh, so what did we do last week? We talked about uh, Dracula, which was your favourite film, I think, so far, uh, <laughs> to, yeah. to a degree. Uh, but yeah. so today um, we are on number... What, what number are we on? I think this is going to be episode 12. But I think it's number eleven. As in so. thirty-nine. That's yeah. Right? Okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, so uh, today we're talking about the Blair Witch Project, which uh, is a pretty iconic film. I think. Uh, do you want to tell a, a little bit about it? Uh, yeah, no problem. Uh, the Blair Witch Project is a 1999 American psychological horror film, written, directed, and edited by Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez. Uh, the film tells the fictional story of three student filmmakers, Heather Donahue, Michael C. Williams and Joshua Leonard, who hike in the Black Hills near Burkittsville, Maryland in 1994 to film a documentary about a local legend known as the Blair Witch. Uh, the three disappear, but their video and sound equipment, along with most of the footage they shot, is discovered a year later. And the recovered footage is the film the viewer is watching. 
Cool. Uh, so this is what the Empire Magazine had to say about it. Um, it wasn't the springboard its director and crew might have hoped after banking $250 million from their nano-budget horror. Uh, but the Blair Witch Project's legacy continues apace. It's instructive to see how little Adam Wingard's surprise sequel deviates from the setup and formula of the original. Bunch of kids head into the Black Hills, record the results on the shakiest of shaky cams 17 years later. Uh, at the time, it sparked a revolution in the genre. Since then have come dozens of imitators, although even the best of them fall short of rep- replicating projects, disorienting chills, uh, twigs and bits of foliage have never been so scary. Rotten Tomatoes got 86% fresh, 81% on Metacritic, and Mr. Ebert gave it 4 out of 4. Uh, so this, this, this is what he classes as a great film. Yeah. Uh, so on Facebook, in the Horror Hangout uh, Board of Advisors, Johan Chipol says, Personally, I find... While it has its effective moments, such as the ending and the attack on the tent, this has not aged that well for me. Uh, the film itself is too slow and has, hasn't got enough to keep you invested for the long term. Too much of it seems to be whinging, and yeah, it does add to the realism. It felt as if there was no real structure or even a good story to be told, just a bunch of set pieces. Better found footage films have uh, evolved from the template that this film is set. Um, yeah, so I mean, uh, how do you feel about it? Did you enjoy watching it this time? This wasn't the first time you've seen it. You, at all, right? How many times do you think you've seen it? Uh, what? Uh, uh, oh, how many times? Ten or so, I reckon. Really? Over the history. Uh, yeah, I used to be. Re- I used to be really into this film uh, when it first came out, um, simply because of the whole like mythology that surrounded it and everything to do with it. Because obviously, it was the first mainstream found footage film that was that kicked everything off, wasn't it? I mean, I think there was possibly something that came before it. Um, that may maybe influenced it slightly. I might have to sort of find that reference in a second. Um, but yeah, I think around around about the time it came out, uh, so nineteen ninety nine. Um, so I was like thirteen, maybe like twelve or thirteen. And yeah. when this film came out, the rumours were that it was real. And I know it. <laughs> I know that it sort of like captured the imagination of a lot of sort of like film fans and everyone alike that kind of did kind of believe it was real because found footage films weren't something that had sort of been found and all the viral marketing that sort of came before and around about the time of the release was pretty believable everything you kind of heard about this film was like is this film real it, that was that was yeah. one of the things that when you used to, to tell people about it they go that's the film that's real isn't it yeah. uh so yeah so going in going into it the first time you see it as sort of like a kid or like a teenager with a, such an open mind thinking, is this film real? Yeah. When you first see it, it is utterly, utterly terrifying. And I can imagine how, of course, looking back on some of the techniques and some of the way the fine footage stuff is delivered now hasn't aged so well. But I think because I hold it in such high regard, simply because of how I first experienced it, it does still work for me. Yeah. Everything kind of feels classic. Nothing feels, nothing feels cheap. Everything feels. I know. I know. Essentially, it's just a lot of people. A bunch of guys get lost, and there's a lot of set pieces and the, the creepy level kind of like builds and the tension builds. And but I think there's a lot of stuff in this film which is not so obvious. I think it's got quite a lot of layers to it. It's, yeah. it's very much an onion of a film. Yeah. Is it? It has got a lot of film. Yeah. It's got a. Le- it's got a lot of layers, and when you, do you know what I mean? When you're really, really listening to it, I mean the sound work on it is is superb. I think a lot of the performances are great. Like these, these aren't these aren't professional. Uh, well, they're not. Well, I'm, I'm sure they're professional actors, but you know what I mean. They're not like uh, movies. They're not movie stars at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think they're amazing. All, all three of the performances, I believe wholeheartedly from start to finish. Yeah. Um, and I think the pacing of it's really good. I think everything we get at the start with the sort of the stories from the, the locals just feel real because they are real people telling the, the telling their experiences of this yeah. legend of, of the Blair Witch. So you kind of become invested in it in that way. Yeah. Um, and I think the shaky cam stuff, like there's, it doesn't affect me that much. I mean, it says the shakiest of shaky cams, but I've seen shakier. <laughs> yeah, I've seen, yeah, yeah. I've seen shaky cams. I'm like, I yeah. literally cannot watch that. Yeah. That is insane. Um, but yeah, in terms of like the fine footage genre, I guess you could say it's a genre, fine footage style in, yeah. in horror. Um, it's not something that I'm really a fan of. There are probably five, five or six films that like I genuinely would say I like um, with the fine footage style. Blair Witch being the jewel in the fine footage crown. Yeah. So I, I've, I've only seen this film twice. Uh, that I remember. So the first time I saw it, uh, so it came out when I was 11. Uh, so I was like, you know, primary school going on secondary school. And like, I kind of believed there was stuff in like I kind of believed in demons and stuff like that to a, to a certain extent. Um, yeah. And so I remember watching it and I remember being absolutely terrified. <laughs> like, because... Because you're right, like everyone was telling you uh, at school, uh, this this is real. This this is like this documentary of these people getting killed, and it was a really like weird like experience just seeing what you think is real, like some sort of proof of uh, uh, witches and, and, and demons and stuff. And I mean, you're right. The performances are so good. If they were, there's nothing like actory about the performances that it just feels like watching people. Like slowly lose their mind and uh, and 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 sort of trying to expect like handle what's happening to them. Yeah, and lo- lose their mind and take it out on each other, which yeah, you kind of yeah. think you kind of think, yeah, that's exactly how it would go down. Like yeah, there yeah. are no there are no choices made by these characters that you think that's a stupid choice to make. Yeah, everyone kind of deals with things the same way you would because you know you're just what would you try and do if you're lost in the woods? You just try and get not lost. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just <laughs> yeah, keep yeah. walking so you are not lost. That's what you would do. Like in in other fan footage films or in other horror films where these kind of things happen, you know, there's no when people get split up in this film, they just get split up naturally because they're running because they're terrified. Yeah. They're literally running away from each other. There's no moments where they go, "Hey, how about we split up?" But there's no moments where there's no horror movie cliches that you see yeah. in this. Some things maybe have become cliche simply because, because of this. I think because of this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But there are no um, movie cliches that are done, and nothing's yeah. phoned in. Nothing's phoned in at all. It feels yeah, it feels shit up. So, so the first time I watched it, I went in thinking that it was a real thing, and I bought into that viral marketing. Second time I watched it uh, the other night, I, I knew it was a like a, a film. I knew it was a narrative, uh, a fiction piece, and I still loved it. I still thought it was great, like because it just it's so natural. It's like a mumble kill, mumblecore indie film, but so scary, like. Although it is kind of boring in, in sort of spaces, like the, the pace gets a bit slow, but I only think that sort of adds to the sort of dread that you're sort of building throughout the film. And that final act is terrifying. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's the like pedestrian moments that are like that split up these mm. moments of like uncertainty yeah. that make this film so scary because, you know, it's just some people walking in the woods at some point. And when it's daytime, like the fact that they can just take really simple things in the daytime and make it like blood curdling 
<laughs> make it yeah. make it like just like seeing something weird, seeing like a pile of stones outside a tent. It's like or the, seeing the these noises like... as well, the, the sound effects and the noises. So like just like pick out new bits that like when they're like strained to listen, they're like, can't you hear that? Listen. And then you just hear like you, you're trying to see stuff and you hear like these rocks or like twigs or like occasionally yeah. like a child laugh. And I was like, Jesus Christ. What, yeah, what yeah. Was that? I'd love to, I'd love to see like a really detailed making of of this of this i mean i don't yeah. think there's too much i don't think there's too much out of there i think there was a um sort of like a viral video which i think was something of the blair witch which came out around about the same time which was yeah. sort of a bit more of an analysis of the found footage and what they think thought happened but i'd love to yeah. see a making of to see what people are actually doing when those sounds were being made when yeah, like just yeah. the just the you know somewhat sounds like loads of branches breaking like in the in the distance i'd love to see so, what people were doing so i would say um so i think i think are you of, of the opinion that people like younger audiences who have seen many a found footage film would come into this and maybe be a bit bit bored by it yeah yeah, yeah incredibly which is unfortunate obviously but i guess that's just the, the, the just the way it goes with the found footage stuff which has been kind of overdone but done badly more than yeah, it's been done yeah. well so the fact that you you see found footage stuff and you go the one thing you say when you see fine footage films is why are they still filming? But yeah, yeah, with, I know what with, you mean, with, yeah. with this film, you kind of like you kind of understand why they're still filming because mm. they're there to capture what what they're experiencing. And obviously, there's a lot of why are we still filming that said. Well, actually, it's only said a few times, and we understand that Heather is like it's all I have, it's all I have left. Yeah. And then um, also, I think it might might be Joshua, yeah, who's Josh, who says. Um, looking through the camera lens is almost like you're not looking look, looking at real life yeah it's almost like it a filter from the um from yeah the immediate so, so, so we've kind of like two throwaway lines you already understand these characters sort of reasons for still filming and you mm. believe them whereas in other stuff when you know say in a film when someone's getting dragged by their foot by a monster and they're still filming it yeah, you know that, yeah. that that kind of stuff you're like no <laughs> no, 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 no. Camera would be officially dropped. Out of curiosity, what would you say? Uh, is there any other fan footage films that, that come straight to you that you think, oh, okay, that that's a good one? Do you know what I mean? Is there any that stand out? To yeah, um, Wreck. Wreck, yeah, that's good. That's later. Wreck, that's later on the list is, as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm, Wreck is Wreck is uh, like that's terrifying. That's yeah. a terrifying film, and yeah. that's the, that again. That's done really well. You think fan footage zombie film? Yeah, you can kind of know what you're what you're in for, but that film is terrifying and has possibly got one of the most tense moments in yeah in like a found footage film ever so yeah, yeah that one um there's probably uh what would you say cloverfield oh yeah cloverfield yeah um to take it to you know uh movie monster sort of territory uh but yeah i think cloverfield's great um i would say vhs one and two i have you seen them? Did you rate them? I've, I've seen VHS one. I've because not seen the second. They are a bit hit and miss just because they are like little short stories. Um, but the ones that do hit, I think, are very effective. Uh, I think VHS one, that first one where they're like going out to meet women, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, it's like, like a demon classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was really interesting. Really <laughs> cool. I like to see them. I like to see how they took that. It just shows you how sort of far they've come from this film to. Uh, to what they do now with found footage, and like I said, a lot of it's bad, but sometimes they yeah. some good stuff. Any like found footage ghost hunting films, found footage demon hunting films, like I just think you know. Oh, troll hunter! They... Sorry, I would say troll hunter. Oh as yeah, well. that's troll so hunter. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Troll Hunt was great though, isn't it? Because mm. it's like, um, yeah, it's kind of it's proper like in your face, but yeah, in, su- in such a good way. It's got yeah, like tro- a, a wink and a like a fine slap with, with every with like every part of Troll Hunt. I love it. Um, yeah. But there's, there, I mean, there's plenty of plenty of absolutely awful ones that I've seen. Uh, one that comes to mind, Chernobyl Diaries. I think I saw that like a couple of years ago. That's, that one. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. The thing is, it's just an easy way for these these studios to make horror films that I guess aren't as big budget, mm. and they feel like they can kind of like tell the story, and the narrative's got an easy way to go because you know it's just. But so, sorry, another one as well. Paranormal Activity. Uh, it's pretty worth mentioning. Slightly different, but um, yeah, it is that that's super true. low budget, like. Uh, not much happening, but it's creepy enough to keep it going. And that started the whole franchise as well. <clears throat> the first one, though, yeah. I mean, everything yeah. else after the first one is is garbage. <laughs> garbage, yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's. I mean, I don't know how much we could talk about the story really because it's. It, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what we do with it. Uh, so I mean, the key players we, we've got Heather, who is. Um, I don't. Are these students or are they just? They... So I mean, I'm assuming Heather's a student. Right. Um, well, I think they're all film students. But Heather, this is Heather's project. This is Heather's yeah, pet project yeah. that she's kind of like brought in the talents of of these guys to produce yeah. this documentary. So we've got Heather, she's like the the directive producing force behind it. Um, we've got Mike, who they hire to do the sound. They don't know him going in, but um, he's like a cool guy to get along with him pretty well uh, right from the get go. And then Josh is is the uh, the cameraman. He's got the sixty millimeter camera. He, um, uh, I think. Him and Heather go back a little bit. Maybe they'd study together or something. I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, like so there's only three characters. I mean, there are sort of more bit parts, but they're the characters we stick with throughout the entire yeah. film. Um, I mean, the, it's, it's like you said, like the acting and the, the, the dynamics between the characters is is really honest and sort of realistic. Yeah, I like I like how early in the film we get a little bit of them sort of like bonding or sort of like just hanging out, having a beer in their ho- in their motel. Yeah. Um, so we can sort of see that side of them. It doesn't feel too forced either. I think sometimes in films like this, um, the relationship between like your main characters can feel a little bit forced. Yeah. And usually there's like a love interest or something like that. You haven't really got that here, which yeah. is good. And I kind of feel that, yeah, I feel, feel I can already connect with these three people before. I did read that they were they were thinking of doing a love interest plotline between uh, Heather and Josh, uh, but it sort of never never happened. Which I'm kind of glad they didn't. That would have felt a bit, a little bit forced. Um, hmm. Okay, so the story starts. Um, Heather's making a documentary about the Blair Witch. She's roped in her friends. Uh, we start with her um, filming herself, and sort of it sort of gives you an idea of, of the format of the of the film, um, which at the time was probably quite important to have. This is this is how this is happening because I don't think there would be much of this before. People might go into the cinema and think. What are we watching? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I paid for a film. Here. I'm just watching someone's "You've yeah. Been Framed" compilation. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, and then they go around interviewing some locals. You, you might know more about the the sort of the mythology because I think a lot of it comes from these initial interviews, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Back back in the day, so not long after this film came out, I got pretty big into the mythology. Um, I used to read like quite a lot of books, like companion books. With, um, with it and there was also a game series like a pc game series um which was kind of like a bit of the mythology kind of like took place in like the 1800s and then there was stuff in the, in the 1940s which kind of focused on um rustin parr who was the hermit who lived in the woods and kidnapped all the kids in like the 40s um 
and said that he was sort of like made to do it by by this force by this Blair Witch. Um, it was pretty creepy. The games, don't you, if you ever if you ever seen them, there were a lot of like it was it was almost like it was almost like a Resident Evil style like third person camera like a like a camera sort of not over the shoulder but sort of like um, fixed camera angle. Okay, and you'd yeah. sort of walk around these creepy little shacks and the woods and stuff, and there'd be like ghosts that would suddenly appear out of nowhere and just like drift drift through. I mean. It's still pretty terrifying. I watched some clips on YouTube recently, but it's a uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty horrible. But yeah, all the all the stuff to do with like Rustin Parr and the, and the uh, the sort of legend of, of the in Burkittsville about girls going missing and uh, um, sort of tales of people because that's this is the thing. These initial tales of people who have seen the Blair Witch and describing her. I mean, this stuff's scary. This stuff is terrifying. The fact that you don't you 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 you're pretty much creating the the sort of division of the Blair Witch in your head at this point, yeah. and all you there, there is a drawing, there's a drawing as well. Do we see the drawing early on in I the film? I don't remember seeing a drawing. Um, what I think, so. I think, I think, I I think pos- possibly the drawing was in some companion pieces, but you see the drawing of this sort of like figure with um sort of like a cloak up like up like this and sort of like a hairy body. When when we when we talk to one of the uh, when sorry when the yeah. when the three characters talk to that to that woman. Um, about the sort of everything she knows about Coffin Rock, which would Coffin Rock was the place where the five men were ritualistically murdered um, in the 19th century, and all their bodies were sort of like strapped um, together. And then when the authorities came back to to get the bodies, the bodies were gone. Hmm. Uh, so that was a, that was one of the stories they were telling. They spoke to two fishermen regarding that story, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's that's pretty creepy. But yeah, when they speak to the old woman, who I mean, she's clearly a bit kooky. Uh, I think her name's Mary. Mary, yeah. yeah. She's clearly a bit kooky, you know. She says she's into like ballet and. Uh, uh, yeah, so some... they, they the the interviewers, our main characters, like kind of uh, laugh her off, like say she's insane, like just just ignore her. Uh, but yeah, she talks about the hairy woman, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not... So she talks she talks about like going up to the area near Coffin Rock with her dad, didn't she? Yeah. In uh, her fishing, and uh, the woman. The, the the woman that obviously she thinks is the Blair Witch sort of appears doesn't really say anything, um, but she's covered in like a really coarse like dark fur like on her arms and then she opens like a shawl that she's got, and she's covered in hair. Um, yeah, I mean that's just nice. just hearing this just hearing this creepy <laughs> lovely, oh yes, yeah, um, just hearing this sort of story from this woman even though she's clearly a bit of a kook you kind of believe her you're like oh Jesus that's that is that is pretty terrifying yeah. And there's also um, someone at some point mentioned they saw uh, a woman whose feet never touched the ground. Um, yeah. There's that story. And there's also um, the story about, I think it was the the children who got murdered when the man, is it Rustin Parr? He made them face the corner. Um, yeah. So Rustin, the other Rustin, person. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. So Rustin Parr was the, was the guy who sort of abducted and killed some, some kids in the woods yeah. uh, in the forties. And uh, yeah, yeah. So that's obviously quite key. That he when he had two of them, he would make one face the corner while he killed the other one because he didn't like eyes on him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so, yeah. I mean, so, so they get like all these stories uh, from these locals, and they make their way into the woods uh, where they find the fishermen, and they get a couple more stories from those. One of the fishermen says it's all true, and the other ones uh, saying that it's all, it's all bullshit. Um, but like, like it's all just <laughs> adding to the. Uh, they had uh, a real big. They had a real big row when the yeah. documentary when the documentary team <laughs> left. 
Why you got to mug me off like in front of them? Why you got to mug <laughs> yeah. me off like? I was telling a real good story that I did. Yeah. I was talking shit, mate. Then had a scuffle. Yeah. One then the Blair Witch game was gone. Yeah. Gobbled them up. Um, so then, and then they sort of make their way into the woods uh, and they find. I don't know how soon it is into it because there's a lot. Of, a lot at this point, they're just sort of walking through the woods and having a good time, laughing. They're making friends with Mike. They're smoking all the time. Um, lots of smoking, yeah. I noticed. They're, they're doing a lot. Of, they're doing a lot of walking, but they're doing a lot of smoking at the same time. I mean, yeah, their poor, their poor lungs are going to be. Ter- they're going to be terrified, aren't yeah. they? Uh, and then they sort of find uh, like a cemetery. Um, well, I think a cemetery. It's like the seven little p- piles of rocks. Yeah, so they they do claim it's like a little cemetery that they find, and there's these little piles of like little man-made piles of rocks. Yeah, which I always find those pretty creepy. Yeah, yeah, um, and then they sort of camp out for the night. I think. Um, oh well, and... well, key one of them one of them knocks over one of the little piles of rocks. Oh yeah, which Heather is not happy about. She's uh she's fuming uh, one of them one of them who knocks the, you didn't just not have any rocks over did you oh you stitched you have yeah. you have stitched us right up we're stuck yeah. now that's so she, it so she starts to, i like how she starts to like pile them back up but it, it still just looks like a like a like a little pile of rocks like i didn't yeah. i didn't see any sort of there wasn't any sort of pattern to them and she didn't sort of rebuild a tower she just moved some rocks around I went, oh, pretty weak, good. a pretty weak effort uh, yeah, from Heather yeah. at undoing what I'm assuming is uh, they've cursed, they've been cursed. Then that's it. You knock, you knock over the Blair Witch's pile of rocks. I thought it was you, like a, a, an alarm system for the for the Blair Witch. Like she knows yeah. then, yeah. Some it, like she triggered, was somewhere. yeah. It triggered a little red light in a um, a bat cave. Yeah, all. and she started and she started gl- gluing her fur on, ready to go out. <laughs> yeah. But that is it. Yeah. You wait. Wherever you are, I'm going to find you. Yeah. Just got, to a, do it, just got to do it all now. Putting on a Pokemon onesie. That's all it was. It was like a, <laughs> a, a, a dirty Pikachu onesie. And, um, just rolling around in the undergrowth. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, they camp out for the night, and then they, they, they wake up, and I think this is when we start hearing like noises, like there's twigs snapping. And like the sound work is good in this. Like You do find yourself listening for... Like what? What the hell it is they're trying to listen to? It's, um, it's, it, the, the twig snapping is not too extreme at this point, yeah, is it? It's yeah. Quite just a few bits and bobs, quite, quite sort of like distant. You you can kind of hear a few things, but yeah. I think they kind of pass it off as being cats eating food somewhere. Like, they've, they've... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, There's a cat somewhere breaking little twigs <laughs> to make its nesting home. Yeah. That's it. And then I think they like they pass it off as animals. Uh, or they think there's like local people trying to yeah drive yeah them out. Uh, yeah this this is it's quite paranoid from I think it's Mike who might say this, uh, but he kind of says it's those it's the locals that we saw you know they're trying to freak us out they're, they they followed us up here and they're trying to freak us out but again that's kind of passed off as being that's way too paranoid at this yeah, point yeah like the local would the locals really bother doing that probably not no no uh, so that so in the wake I think Mike's the first one who starts to freak out a bit. But I think it's mainly because this isn't his film. Like he's just come along for the ride, and he's sort of assumed these people know what they're doing, and yeah. like he starts to realize that he's. Uh, he, I think he sort of realizes that, that something's going a bit awry, um, and it's not quite as yeah. professional as he thought it would be. Um, so th- th- there's a bit of tension brewing now between Mike and, and the other two, but mainly between yeah. Mike and Heather, because Heather's like constantly. I've got a film that's like she's she's constantly trying to make a film. She's constantly like being Mrs. Producer, bossy pants, and like Mike and uh, Josh. I think 
maybe just want to chill out a little bit more and just sort of get home and get it done with. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's the thing. They, in terms of creative control, it's entirely her, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, it's quite frustrating because she's kind of like directing them as well, as in sort of telling them which way they're walking at yeah, any one yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, she's, she's got the map as well, and she's telling them and look at like she. Yeah. They they are they are not sure if she really knows where they are or where they're going. But Heather yeah. keeps saying, "No, I I know where we are. I know exactly where we are." And exactly. Then, it's like that thing. We've all got that friend. Yeah. <laughs> We've all got that friend. He was always yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it's this way. I know, I know a little shortcut down this way. Come on, follow me. Yeah. And you go along with it, but you're like, this guy has absolutely no <laughs> idea where he's taking us. Yeah. yeah, 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 this way, this way. It's much quicker, much quicker. And then you end up like on a three-hour walk somewhere. Yeah. yeah. He's the same guy who says, yeah, yeah, I'll be there, I'll be there in 20 minutes. Yeah, 20 minutes, 20 minutes. Oh, of course, of course. Four hours later. Yeah, and then he and said, what, what, what took you? He said, oh, I had a bath. <laughs> I've, had, <laughs> I've had that from before. <laughs> No, in fact, I think we, um, we were we were like getting ready to go out, and we dropped a friend off to pick up his stuff and get changed. And it was like, half an hour later, and he came out and said, like, "Oh, yeah, I had a bath." <laughs> just waiting in the car for ages. <laughs> he was just chilling out, listening to Enya. <laughs> this little uh, squeaky duck. It's like, uh, yeah, I fell asleep in the bath as well. Slid <laughs> round right under. Um, right. Okay, so yeah, so that um, the morning after they camp out. They're like trying to make their way back to the car, and I don't think they find it. I think they're getting frustrated. Um, they don't get there, and then they have to camp out again. I think Heather convinces them to camp out one more night. But like, I think at that point they're like, "Well, I need to." Uh, Mike's like, "I need to take my sound equipment back. It's got to be back in first thing in the morning." Uh, yep. Josh is like, "I go take the camera back. Uh, Otherwise, he's going to get fined. We're going to have to pay for an extra day, and, it, and it's going to cost them some money." I think even Mike even has to go to his job. Yeah. Um, and they're already like, I remember Josh is saying, okay, so if we don't turn up tomorrow, my girlfriend's going to notice I'm not there. She's going to be alerting the authorities. So, I mean, they're already sort of realizing that they're going to be a little bit lost in these woods. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And even though it's only been a couple of days, they're already like over schedule and it's affected their normal day-to-day life. So, they're, yeah. so those frustrations and annoyances yeah. are already seeping in and obviously even though they're all in the same situation and they're all lost together, they do aim those frustrations particularly at Heather. Yeah. For obviously, for obviously for a multitude of reasons. She um, is quite annoying. I found myself getting frustrated with her. It's like, just showing the map. <laughs> or just, just, like, it was, she was quite an annoying yeah. character. But like, it's believable. Yeah. Like, completely believable. Oh, I, yeah. I believe she's an annoying person in real life. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, like Mike and Josh, I thought perhaps they would have taken control. If she was being so annoying and she, and do you know what I mean? And she wasn't getting them back. I probably would have maybe taken control. I'm not saying I would have been any better in that situation. I yeah, probably would have yeah. been, you know what I mean? But uh, I maybe would have taken control of it a little bit more. Whereas these yeah. guys kind of like just accept the fact that she's possibly not got them lost, but she can't get them, get them unlost. Yeah. Just get yeah. them lost, mate. Um, so then they camp out again, and then this time, is there more noises? And this time it sounds like, I do remember it sounded like rocks, were like banging against rocks. Yeah, there's a, there's a very distinct clanging noise. Yeah. That, um, you know what I mean? It's a, it's, it's a nice noise, but not a noise I want to hear if I was in the middle of the woods no, at no. night. Um, yeah, so the clanging noise, which either sounds like, it's, it, it, it strangely sounds like, you know, when like trees fall mm. down oh yeah yeah no this sounds sounds a bit it sounds a bit like that and obviously yeah it's, it's pretty extreme at this point in this this time that they're hearing it 
As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The noises are extreme. So it's like, what, yeah. the, locals are, the locals are fucking with us again? Yeah. Really? And then Mike's, uh, Mike's now freaking out to the point where he's saying, I think he, he's, he's like, we need to get back. We need to go now. Um because yeah. if it is local people, they're kind of crazy for coming out here and doing that and doesn't want to get involved. And if it's not local people, then what the fuck is it? And he doesn't want to be involved. Like, either way, like he understands it's going to be a, something bad's happening. Um, but then, yeah. so um, he, go on. This already is, for me, when I watch this, like a 13-year-old kid, um, I used to, do you know what I mean? I used to get, me and my friends used to camp occasionally. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there was sort of, sort of some like a rural area not far from where we lived and we used to go and camp there. And this felt like really real to me because I remember being like in a tent in the middle of the night and hearing something. Yeah. Or hearing something and you're like, what the hell is that? And then after watching this film, if I ever did it again, it was just yeah. like Blair Witch, got me to Blair Witch, got me to Blair Witch. Yeah. So, so it's obviously, that's the thing. Sometimes the best horror horror films and the best moments in horror films are things that you can really relate to. Yeah. And this stuff, where you just see the inside of a tent, do you know what I mean? That's Yeah, yeah. And all and you can hear is like the distant stuff. It was just like, sweet baby Jesus. I, re- I remember as well, um, I used to live in quite a rural area growing up, and um, we used to walk through these woods a lot. And I do remember once we walked a normal route, but then we didn't seem to have gone anywhere. Like we, we'd seem to have, I don't know what happened. Maybe we just sort of had like a mind fart and we hadn't walked like properly, like just sort of, limping over but like i remember like think it very much felt like the woods had started over again <laughs> like it was so weird uh but it, even then i was thinking oh my god the blow witch something's yeah. out there yeah. it's almost like you're in, it's almost like you're in a computer game like an old computer game where they'd taken the environment and just duplicated it somewhere else yeah, like in, yeah. in the woods or something and you're just like oh my god i'm going around in a circle yeah, but woods yeah. are pretty scary places you know because they're they, they, they are the when same. you with the are when you sort of have no reference points you have you know no reference I mean? points except for like that porn mag that you that was just on the ground. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that was like a couple of miles back. What's happened to them as well? Porn mags used to be on the ground constantly in woods. Yeah. These days, nothing. Just, now just like phones with dirty internet. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a USB. Now it's just a USB. Yeah. Some, some porn it's just a USB key. 
So, <laughs> I don't know. Oh no. Okay. Um, and then they uh, so they wake up that morning after, and then there's like three uh, piles of rocks now on each side of the tent. Uh, so now they're completely freaking out because something's obviously been there and has obviously uh, um, you know been around their tent and around their stuff. So then they make they make the way again, and I think now they're like, we're, if we just keep walking south, we will eventually get out of these woods. Yeah, because they, they just decide on a direction there, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they're like, let's just keep going in one direction. The woods aren't that big. They should eventually sort of find their way out. Uh, it's, and Heather keeps saying, this is America. We're built over like um, all these places, but America's massive. <laughs> like I'm yeah. sure you can quite easily get lost in woods in America. How many times do these guys cross a river like on a log as well? I mean, this happened so many times. It's like, oh, there's a lovely log across this river. Let's go across this. I'm pretty sure we've been here before. Yeah, it's a different log across the river. It looks about the same to me now. So um, yeah, with with the stone pile sort of outside the tent. I mean, that's freaky because you think whatever it is has done it. They've literally been feet away from them. Yeah, I just imagine a moment, you know, where one of them's gone. God, I really need a piss in the middle of the night, and they've just unzipped it. It's just a Blair Witch there, just like. Make it slip. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Don't mind me. <laughs> oh, you bloody startled me then. Oh, you caught me. You caught me. <laughs> you got me. Furry body. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've, I've been in those situations where, where you need to piss in the middle of the night camping as well. That's terrifying yeah. as well, just being outside and looking in the shadows and everything seems yeah. to be moving around you. So it is, it's like this film plays into those sort of camping fears. Um, in fact, they should have put that scene in. They should have had someone going out for a piss. Um, or yeah. when uh, they went out and they were, like, heard the noises, they were like, do you hear that? And then it turns just a, a guy having a piss on a tree. It's Mike. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, that clanging noise was just my urine <laughs> hitting against the trunk of this tree. Yeah. I oh, know, I need to get a check down. <laughs> so um, so they're, they're not freaking out. So uh, Heather has lost the map. And um, she's the one who's supposed to be in charge. She's convinced someone's taking it. Now they're all freaking out and they're, like, they're really pissed off at Heather. They keep walking, um, and then Mike sort of like breaks into like a laughing fit, and he says he kicks the the map into some creek because he said it was pointless. It's not like he was so frustrated, angry. He sort of just thought, "Let's just get rid of it," <laughs> which is kind of a stupid thing to do. But they get into a bit more of a fight. Well, it's a real stupid thing to do. They go apeshit on his ass. At this they point, do, don't yeah, they? yeah. Josh, Josh is like ready to spark him out. <laughs> He's really give him, yeah. give him a knuckle sandwich, mate. Yeah. Uh, and then they find eventually they keep walking and he finds the um, like the stick figures. Do you know what, I mean? what do you call those? They're like uh... yeah, just like stick figures, humanoid figures. I don't know, like weird. And is it? I was, I was thinking about this when I saw him. Like that's that kind of symbol of like the the, the stick men thing. I've I've seen that a lot, like in various other. Sort of pop culture things like film and comics and stuff was that even a thing before Blair Witch or is that I know there's probably like pagan stuff and Wiccan stuff that um, yeah looks I mean similar. I'm sure yeah there's probably something similar and it's probably just they've just evolved an idea of something is there anything like that in the Wicker Man I don't well, know well probably I mean uh, but I don't think it's quite as uh, like yeah because they look yeah because they look they're not like really complicated no they're kind of just some bundles of sticks kind of like put together yeah um so they obviously find nitwoodies in the trees and at this point it's kind of like I, I get the impression that they've stumbled across this just as, as a as a place it's not like these these figures represent them in any way or represent anything I, I think so too yeah it's kind of like they just stumble across this weird area which um 
it's possibly somewhere that the Blair Witch does some of these does some of these killings or some sort of some sort of black ritual magic, place, some yeah, sort yeah. of ritual stuff, yeah. Um, and then I think they camp out again at this point, um, and then yeah. that's the night where they. That's the night where shit hits the fan, pretty much. The Blair Witch is like, right, I've teased you enough. Uh, mm. That was foreplay in comparison to what I'm going to do to you now, guys. Uh, so, yeah, so obviously now we hear the noises. Now we hear the children or whatever, horrible noises. Yeah. Um, but then the Blair Witch takes, kicks it up a notch and starts shaking the fucking tent. <laughs> that, was, that was scary. And then, they, yeah. and then they sort of run away. Is this this point where they're running away? And she's like, oh, my God, did you see that? Yeah, um, yeah. That's the thing. That's the... That that is the goosebumps hair on the back yeah. of the neck thing. You don't see anything. It's just her reaction to seeing something. So I that read. Is I read that the um, the Blair Witch was supposed to be in that scene in that shot. She was stood to the left, and the cameraman was supposed to film her saying, "Did you see that?" or whatever Heather said. And it's supposed to quickly pan left to see her, like a silhouette of her or something, and pan back. Look, I I I got goosebumps then. Like that, that's creepy. Just like yeah. I can imagine exactly what it would have looked like. Yeah, yeah. Even for, yeah. even like knowing that she stood there now sort of makes it sort of creepy. Uh, so that they, they run away and there's like um, there's horrible noises and stuff. And I think they did they lose? Oh, they, they sort of hide out in the woods until the morning. I think they, that's about five a.m. About an hour later, the sunrise and they go back. And Josh's stuff has been like scattered across the, the campsite, and it's all covered. They just call it a slime. But it, I wonder if it's like animal fat or something, um, something gross. Um, but then now they're like completely sort of freaking out. And um, then you get those scenes that you were mentioning earlier when uh, I think she's she's still filming and, and Josh is like, why are you filming? And uh, Because she needs that separation. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we understand the witch has been possibly like taken some stuff of Josh's as well. Yeah. Some little bits and bobs, maybe. Yeah, that I think that that whole bit was. I remember. I think that was this whole section, up until when they go back to the campsite. For me, in this film, was probably the scariest bit. Hmm. Um, not just because of like them running in the woods, and but just that reaction from Heather, the way she sort of like screams. Yeah, it's, what the what the hell so, is that? Yeah, it's effective, isn't it? Yeah, that's horrible. I mean, afterwards, it could have had her them talking about it a little bit. Did you see that? Because obviously. They could have just they could, there could have just been a line or two where she sort of explained what she thought she saw, possibly that yeah. could have amped up amped up that terror a bit, you know. I saw a furry Chewbacca woman just floating, coming uh, at me. I think time sort of, um, I think they sort of speed up the pace of the film now because that next day they, they're walking and we have the sort of the repeated where they've been walking all day. We get the idea they've yeah. been walking for hours and hours and hours, and then they just come across the same log and they realise they've just been walking around in circles or. Or something strange is happening, and yeah. then um, I think they camp, and then Josh is. Uh, when does Josh disappear? Is it that night, or I think it's this night. Yeah. So obviously, there's a bit before where Josh is kind of like losing his mind a little bit, and he's putting the camera right in Heather's face, saying, "There's no one here to help you," and what's your motivation? And constantly, yeah, almost yeah. like ta- almost like taunting her, as if she's the, she's responsible for everything that's kind of been happening. Um, their circumstances are entirely her fault. Uh, and her recording the events like constantly is a little bit too much yeah, for the yeah. scenario they're in. So yeah, now we're starting to see them really start to unravel. Yeah, but I think it's it's happened at a nice pace. We feel like there's been enough days that have passed that you can imagine. Of course, mentally, physically, they're going to be exhausted, yeah. and things are going to start unravel. And it's quite demoralising the fact that they find 
the same log again. And like we've pretty much wasted a whole day just yeah. walking round and round and round. You sort of feel um, physically exhausted, uh, exhausted uh, as you know they would be because you know it's been like not just like not just yeah. a couple of hours jaunt, like an eight hour long walk or something. Like it's a whole day lost. Yeah. So at this point, did you sort of get the full originally when you watched it? Did you kind of think that they were trapped in some sort of never ending loop and that there wasn't yeah. any way out, or did you genuinely just think they were lost or maybe they were being? tricked into walking in the same area i thought it was like supernatural sort of uh Parallel dimension. like yeah like I, I thought they were trapped in in something see when i first saw it, i never kind of thought that it was only mm. it was i kind of thought maybe they were being sort of like coerced into going a certain direction each time yeah. which kind of kept, kept them in this area yeah but the more but the more you watch this film the more you do kind of think actually yeah they clearly are stuck in some sort of and obviously with the with the sequel the the film that came they out last confirm year confirm that yeah they kind of confirm it and and sort of elaborate on it yeah to yeah. To, to, to quite a extreme degree whereas in this film it is very very subtle and i think i quite like that the fact that as i said with, about this film having layers yeah it kind of initially you could just see it as these guys are lost in the woods but the more you kind of pick away at it and the more layers you sort of find out the kind of creepier it gets and the more you kind of feel yeah pretty pretty terrified for these guys uh, so the morning after Josh has disappeared, they're obviously like shaken. Um, but then, and I think they wait for a while, but then just decide that there's really nothing they can do. They just have to sort of walk on. Um, and then they, I think her and Mike, Heather and Mike start to bond a little bit more. Or like, I think they've kind of realized, look, it's, there's a whole sort of gallows sort of um, brotherhood <laughs> where they know they're pretty much screwed um so like there's a lot of smoking where they're just sort of chilling and smoking and talking and then they camp again and that night is i found really terrifying when you hear josh screaming and like yeah they'd like to have his outside the tent look like listening and you just hear josh screaming like and it just sounds horrific sounds like he's been tortured or something yeah because it's like they're shouting where are you josh where are you tell us where you are and we'll come come for you but do you think this is the blair witch mimicking his voice uh well, I was either I was between to be honest. Um, to cut, to kind of like draw them out. Yeah. The, the, so there's a few. There's a couple of theories that I think potentially, potentially, she sort of like possessed him, you know, or like got a spell on him to sort of make him come to them, or she's doing something with her own voice. I'm not too sure, but uh, either way, it's pretty terrifying. Yeah. And I think that's that's the thing with 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 almost the entirety of this film, yeah, is that fear of the unknown, the fact that you you kind of can you can kind of work out what you think's going on, but you never yeah. really know, and you never get anything confirmed as yeah, such. Yeah. That's the scary stuff. Yeah, uh, and then we have um, the morning after, uh, and then we have that little package that Heather finds. It's like <laughs> it's like a bundle of like UPS. Um, <laughs> It's an Amazon Prime sort of package, a drone delivery. It's like um like a wood, like a load of twigs wrapped around. I think they just sort of throw it away at first and ignore it. And then when Mike isn't there, Heather looks and it's so gross. Like you have no idea what it is. Like I think you you can see a tooth, like quite prominently. Um but the first time I saw it, I was like I remember as a kid thinking that it was an organ and that terrified me yeah. even more, like like a kidney or something. But it's not Yeah, like, yeah. I think I think when I first it. I think when I first saw it, I thought it was maybe like intestines or something. Yeah, yeah. But I think, I, this time I, said, I did definitely saw a tooth. Um, 
and then just it's, I mean, it's I think it's supposed to be quite ambiguous. Something that belongs to Josh, yeah, should be on in Josh. So it's, it's part of his shirt as well, isn't it? Just kind of yeah, like sort of wrapped in his shirt. It. Yeah, um, yeah. So she's she's, yeah. so she's either done a tooth pulling scenario on him, yeah, or uh, she's cut him open, sliced him open, and got something out. Yeah. So I don't really know what it represents. Well, what in so in the wiki uh, it says. Um, his shirt as well as teeth, hair, and what appears to be a piece of his tongue. I didn't get tongue, but I can see how you would think that. Yeah, 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 possibly. But yeah, I mean that's pretty. That's pretty horrible. Yeah. Um, and now they're pretty. I mean they're oh, they were terrified before, but this is like, this is like we are moments away from death. Terrified, surely. Yeah, yeah. Um, which she, tell, she doesn't tell uh, Mike, and then they, they walk on for a bit longer, I think. And then they, um, in fact, I don't even think they do walk on that day, but it, it sort of cuts pretty quickly to them going to sleep again. Um, yeah, this is this is where Heather sort of does her little speech close to the camera, the iconic, the image, iconic crying yeah. face directly yeah. into the camera, obviously, which was, which was so derided and mocked, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by loads of, by loads of different things, parodies. Isn't that like stuff. The scary movie and all those sort of films. Um, yeah, yeah, she's like taking responsibility for everything that's happened. Um, and then not too long after that, they hear Josh cry again. Um, now we're like really ramping up to like a really scary finale um, where uh, her and Mike they find a house. They're like find, trying to find Josh's screams, the source of them. They find like this whole derelict house, um, and then Mike is like really like this. I don't know if I'd be able to do this because Mike just sort of storms in like towards the uh, the screams and like he goes upstairs first. There's like there's like handprints, like child's handprints on the walls. Um, mm. He goes like all the, all the way. You can hear Josh screaming. You can hear Mike shouting, to "Josh, where are you?" Um, yeah. and it's almost like he's just had. A, he's, it's almost like he's just sorry. It's almost like he's just mm. had enough. Now, so he's not. He wants an answer. He like, just wants to know. What, yeah. He just wants it to end now. Yeah. I mean, there's there's being scared, and now he's just like, that is it. I need to find out exactly what's happening. I need to find Josh. We need yeah. to get him out of here. We need to all get out of here. Yeah. It's it's like it's a fever pitch at this point. Like it's it's complete chaos. Um, yeah. For, for the first time, we're cutting between two cameras, really, aren't we? Now at this yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Mike goes down. Find like the screams coming from the basement. He goes into the basement. The camera drops. We don't know what happens, and it cuts to Heather doing much of the same. She goes downstairs, and we have like probably the one shot of any film that I think has stuck with me out of any horror film that stuck with me for as long as I've been alive. Like the shot of Mike standing in the corner. Like I don't know, and you don't see anything, but it's just horrific. It's just a horrible image, and especially when we, that's been seeded earlier with the yeah. Um, so it's the perfect callback to something that's yeah. been seeded. Um, something that seemed quite throwaway that we didn't really, because we didn't really find out much more about this Rustin Parr character. It's all about the Blair Witch. Um, so the fact that that sort of plays out exactly the same as someone has, someone has sort of sold it, and then that's kind of it. We see that. Yeah. yeah. There's no money shot. There's no payoff. That's it. And I, and I like that. I think. Uh... As yeah, it just seems like you said. Like I think when it doesn't give you all the all the answers, you're kind of left to assume or investigate or wonder and, and talk with your friends at school. Uh, it exactly. feels like the mar- the marketing is so baked into the film. Like it, it, it's really effective. It really works quite well. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've, I've, I think I've said this to you before, but 
I think it's one of the most effective endings in a horror film ever. Yeah. Um, just simply because it does it is is very very simple. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it kind of just ties everything up nicely, and it's yeah. just a mis- it's the mystery and that fear of the unknown which stays there. You could just the thing like that, that final shot. You could just imagine if it just looked slightly to the right, you would see a witch or like something horrific. Anyway. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Or even if you had like a foot sort of walk in front of the yeah camera. But it's almost like she's such a she's like as a supernatural entity. Like it's almost like you can't. She somehow manipulates it so that she doesn't ever appear yeah. on the camera. Yeah, yeah. Not not saying that she's like invisible at any point, but it's almost like the actual physical act of turning and pointing the camera directly at her just doesn't work. Yeah. So that's why we never ever see her when the cameras are sort of running around, and we never see her. Like she could be there at that point. Yeah, but and but, it's um uh, ambiguous as well, into the sense to the point of I was looking at theories of how it actually ended, and some people were saying that it was actually just Josh who, uh, um, yeah who was screaming you because know, he was making sounds himself he was there and he killed them like he almost as if he was possessed by the same entity that possessed um whatever his name is rick R- uh, rustin par rustin par i say rick parfit rustin par <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so whatever like it, it might have been like uh some sort of ghost or entity that sort of possessed him could be the blow which possessed him I, I like to think that it was the witch and like on the floor would have been some Harrowed remains of uh, of Josh's body or something desecrated and and whatnot. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's a good ending. It's a really good ending. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it is a pretty much perfect ending. And I think it is an ending that holds up because it still gave me the creeps. It still made me sort of like freak out a little bit when I watched the ending. Yeah. Um, any if if you try and think of any other way it could have ended, it kind of would have would have ruined it a little bit. I think like if, if it gave away too much, I mean it would have ruined it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it, as we know, it's just quite a small budget anyway. So, mm. to to have a sort of money shot of the witch being there, yeah, probably wouldn't have been the best. And obviously, in 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 the sequel, in the 2016 film, um, we see a lot more. Um, yeah. I might actually watch if, that again now. Yeah, now yeah I've yeah. seen this so frequently, like recently. I think I might have to watch it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, it focuses a lot more on the supernatural element and almost like the uh, weird other dimension black hole sort of thing yeah and then we get to see something not entirely sure if that's the Blair Witch or that's sort of like a yeah. a physical thing that she's created to sort of because it yeah, seems quite yeah. it seems almost too witchy to be and I do remember Blair Witch. reading an interview or, or scenes of when Adam Wingard said that wasn't the witch or like yeah. I said or, or made like made it ambiguous so he said something like why did what makes you think it's the witch um but yeah, no, it's really good. I think we're gonna watch the Blair Witch, not Blair Witch Project Two, the the Blair Witch. The uh... I think I, I remember Blair Witch Two, Book of Shadows being pretty awful, but I might go back and watch it anyway before I watch the other. Just I don't think just I've to sort of seen it, so just to sort of, sort of complete complete the the the, the trilogy as it were, as such, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, un- unlock the achievement. Yeah. So in terms of directed, like in terms of, uh, I think we pretty much. I mean, the directing style is so. Um, non-invasive, like it's so non-present because it 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 buys into it's fully committed into this documentary style that it never really feels like there's other people there. 
Like it always feels like. Uh... Yeah, I wonder how many people are on set. Yeah, yeah, probably loads. Uh, maybe I don't know. It wasn't <laughs> wasn't a big budget. Uh, but like the, in terms of like shit, pants and jump scares. Don't really jump scares, but it's just a slow, creeping dread that sort of runs throughout the entire film, and then it just rises up to that fever pitch uh, at the end, which which I found really terrifying. Yeah, but that's the thing. In in fine footage films, jump scares are really overdone now, weren't they? Yeah. Um, pretty much, pretty much everything's a jump scare in these fine footage films. Everything's just a build to a jump scare, to jump scare, to jump scare. Yeah. Whereas there's there's none in this one. It's just a constant, yeah, constant yeah. terror that kind of like looms and then sort of yeah, like rears yeah. its head and then sort of hides away again. Yeah. Uh, so are you ready for some trivia? Yeah. Okay. Uh, number one. Uh, some people were convinced that Heather Donahue was actually dead and sent her mother sympathy cards. True. That's true. Um, number two, Josh's disappearance in the film was welcomed by the actor, who was also called Josh, uh, since there was a, a, a concert, a music he wanted to watch. <laughs> uh, true. It's true. He wanted to watch Jane's Addiction. Oh, which right. I always thought we were okay. I never really went into them too much, but they're pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the, bundle of red, uh, the bundle of tied sticks uh, consisted of actual human teeth, uh, Josh the actor's hair, and watery jam. <laughs> Uh, false. Yeah, so it's false. I mean, uh, it just says human teeth in uh, thingy's hair. I'm just oh, uh, right. assuming there's some sort of jammy substance Watery in there. Watery jam. That, that sounded like a very Luke Condor thing. That's the reason I said that was false. Oh, by the way, um, just a little interlude here. Um, so I got a tweet just now because I asked, is uh, Blair Witch Project horror royalty or mumbling bore? Uh, at John BR Hell. <laughs> I think it might be Burrell or something, says it's one of the best horror movies ever. So th- there's that. Uh, okay, so um, the next question. There we go. <laughs> and finally, uh, uh, no, wait, the camera that Josh uses in the film, they ended up selling it on eBay, uh, you know, because it's such a massive success for $100,000. Oh, Jesus. Uh, 100000 uh False. <laughs> That's correct. It was, was uh, $10,000. Oh, my God. Okay, uh, and the last one. So last night, I heard some noises outside my bedroom, looked out the window. There was a naked man out there whistling the Blair Witch theme tune, true or false? What's the Blair Witch theme tune? <laughs> you know how it goes. You've seen the film. Is that a Blair Witch? <laughs> uh, true? True, yeah. Very oh, much so. Yeah. Well, uh, was, he, was he well in doubt? It was uh, Cat's dad. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> you embarrassing us. Oh, uh, you got off the Blair Witch theme tune. <laughs> he was, he was, uh, he was very cold. He wasn't whistling. Uh, he just. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. If, if Blair Witch did have a theme tune, I think it would have been, um, like a diegetic sort of, uh, just like uh, atmospheric, like <laughs> things breaking and and rocks being slammed and an occasional girl laughing. That's all you need for the theme tune. Yeah. Theme tune. Uh, yeah, and it would just be a repeat of uh, Heather screaming, yeah. just uh, different, different pitches. Did you see that? Did you? Did you? Did you, did you see did that? You, <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? Did you? Did you see that? Josh, 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 Josh. One good thing about this film yeah. is that if you ever came to a point where you're like, I can't remember who these characters are and what they're called. Luckily, they scream each other's names so much. over and over yeah, again yeah. so much that you're just like, well, now I know exactly who they are. Because you ever watch a film? 
and you come away from it and you think, oh, I don't know anyone's name in that film. Yeah, it never bothers me that much because I like I always think, oh, the oh. glasses, uh, hat man. Like you know, you, you, there's like enough <laughs> visual stuff there to get. I never think, oh, he was on five seconds ago, but I have no idea who he is. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, what's your name? What's your story? Where'd you come from? Yeah. I never worry about this stuff. But yeah, yeah. if you ever did worry about this stuff with the Blair Witch Project, you you, you know, it's fine because yeah. they scream each other's name constantly, even when they don't need to. Josh, 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 yeah. Josh, Mike! So I would say uh, one criticism of the film, I did find a few times it was like they were arguing and getting loud and angry with each other and then it would cut to a, a like... The, the camera just quickly cut and then they'd just be smoking and like, yeah, this is bad, isn't it? And they'd be like, that was the dam- dynamic that they did quite a lot, that sort of, um, it felt like it anyway. Um, mm. Oh, I hate you. I really do hate, and then, man, we are in a shit. Like, just smoking. Like, it's almost, it was almost promoting cigarettes. Look, chill out, have a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Life is better. Are you arguing with your nearest and dearest? Smoke. Why not smoke a nice <laughs> cigarette? It'll chill you out. Are you smoking yet? Yeah. It just kept the, cut into uh, a witch sort of telling you to smoke like that. You didn't yeah. see it. It was a... And then knocking the camera over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, we need to grade the film. I know what I'm going to give it. What are you going to give it? Um, I'm thinking about these grades. I'm thinking about where I stand on these grades. And if I'm going to say A plus is a 10 out of 10, which mm. I'm assuming an A plus would be a 10 out of 10, yeah? Yeah. Um, I, I, I'd give this an A. Okay, so you're giving like a 9 out of 10, an A. Yeah, yeah, because I was kind of thinking about, you know, I work, I work better with numbers, it seems. Actually, that's probably not true. I'm <laughs> shit at maths. Um, yeah. But yeah, A. Okay, uh, so I'm going to give it a B. You know, I thought it was um, really effective, and you have to give it props for being the film that started this whole found footage craziness. Um, and I genuinely enjoyed it. I really found those final scenes to be worth the entire, like all of the like small annoyances of the, of the characters. I found those final scenes to be worth it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's, it's a film. It's very much of its time, but at the same time, I think it has stood the test of time. And you'll um, have a great time watching it. And time. you'll have a great time, and you won't ever look at the time because while you're just... having that great time. <laughs> yeah. No matter what the time is. Okay, uh, so this show, it's about time we wrap up. This show is brought to you by the Story Studio, Hawk and Cleaver. Uh, head over to www.hawkandcleaver.com and grab a free book. Uh, thanks to Kovacs, I think it's Kovac Cowman. I think it's a Hungarian name, uh, for our theme music. Just assuming. <laughs> thanks to ACAS for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, please consider giving us a five-star rating review in iTunes. And remember to hit subscribe. Uh, thanks to my co-host, Ben. That's at Ben underscore Errington on Twitter. That's right. Uh, for being a real horror dude. And thanks to myself, that's at Luke of Condo VK, for being another human horror man. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Bye. Oh, wait. Next, Bye. Wait, wait, quickly. Oh. Next week, we are doing Babadook. Yes, the Babadook. Never yeah. seen it. Have you not? I've seen no. it. Uh, okay, this will be interesting. I think you'll enjoy it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>